0: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send
1: me Lord. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated 5,000 babies saved through the ministry of Cities for Life here in Charlotte. But is it biblical to keep track of numbers, or is it just prideful? And what are the benefits and some of the downsides of keeping track of numbers? Join us as we look at this from a gospel centered perspective. I felt your passion, touched your. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about numbers. We've recently, as a ministry, celebrated 5,000 babies saved. Mm-hmm. We praise God for that. We had a little celebration here with our volunteers at the office and celebrated what God has done yeah. since uh, since actually before Cities for Life got started. Right. Um, some folks started keeping numbers back in 2008. Mm -hmm. Cities for Life got started officially in 2010, but a lot of those folks that were keeping numbers are part of the original Cities for Life crew. Anyway, we counted 5,000 babies that have been saved in that period of time here in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wanted to do a podcast to celebrate that, but also to ask the question, um, is it really biblical to keep numbers? Mm -hmm. Is it really something that we should do as a ministry. Mm -hmm. I know for me personally, before, um, you know, I'd been out at Latrobe, the Latrobe abortion clinic since 2005 and really did not, uh, see the need to keep the numbers of babies that were saved. Mm -hmm. And sort of, I guess, you know, I I guess I wanted to view it as, as like humility, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't need to keep track of the numbers and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. And, uh, I think it was really more pride, though. <laughs> it was almost like, uh, you know, I'm so, we're so awesome and so, so humble. So, you know, so like this is <laughs> like this prideful humility. We're so <laughs> humble, we don't need to keep track of numbers because it doesn't, God knows, you know, sort of that mentality. Right. And, uh, you know, I regret not having kept track of those numbers mm-hmm. because there were, you know, there were some Saturdays at that time, Saturdays were the busiest day where we would see, you know, three, four, five babies saved in one Saturday. We yeah. just didn't get you know, people to ask how many babies have been saved over the past so mm-hmm. and so. Be like, oh, I don't know. And I almost would say it with pride, oh, I don't have a clue, but God knows, you know. Numbers don't matter. Yeah, m- numbers it's don't the, our matter. Our Obedience is yeah. All that our, yeah. our obedience, mm-hmm. and you know what? So we're going to talk through some of that in mm-hmm. this podcast because there are some mentalities, and I think it, you know maybe there's ditches on both sides, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where we take pride in the numbers and all of this, or we take pride in not keeping track of numbers. You know, ultimately, you know, I think we'll start the same way that we'll end. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's God that does the baby saving. It's Mm -hmm. God that does opening hearts. It's God that does the saving. It's not us. So we have to acknowledge that. Right. And if we acknowledge that and we keep in that vein, then I think we can guard ourselves against being prideful. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there are some things that really irk me Mm -hmm. in you know in christianity in pro life ministry that have to do with numbers you know mm-hmm. I, I do not like you know if anybody you know if you work for a pregnancy center and you you use this method to raise money and stuff uh, i'm not you know do what you do before the lord okay but i do not like when like pregnancy centers especially talk about numbers and talk about you know we saw this many babies saved and this is how much it takes to save a baby. So, mm. you know, if you give us, you know, whatever it is, I don't know what the amount. X amount are, of numbers uh, and, X that of money, will and, be and saved, that'll save that a baby. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, no. Now that's a personal. You know, I'm not saying I don't like it, and here's what the scripture says about not mm-hmm. doing that, because mm-hmm. I don't know if any scripture immediately comes to mind that mm-hmm. that says, you know, don't, don't. I just don't like the idea of putting a price tag on a right. you know save a right. baby for. Whatever, yeah. hundred dollars, yep. whatever. That, that irks me. Yeah. Could be a personal thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's I think mm-hmm. it's uh, the Lord in me right. <laughs> that doesn't like that. Right. Could be wrong about that, though. But also, like I said, there's a ditch on both sides, and there's mm-hmm. this idea that you know numbers don't matter. Mm-hmm. It does. All that matters is obedience. Mm-hmm. And and on its face, that's true. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about some of that and some of the the points that we're going to talk through here. On that on its face, that's true. We're called to be obedient, and we've talked about this in other podcasts. We'll continue to talk about this. We're called to be obedient, whether the numbers are there or not. The Bible tells us, open your mouth for the speechless and the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, plead the cause of the poor and needy, period. It doesn't say, plead the cause of the poor and needy. Uh, unless you produce so many babies being saved and this and that and this and that, Then you can go take a break. Then you can take a break or, (laughs) or, you know, you can't take a break, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So we're called to obedience. We're called to obey the Lord. We're called to proclaim the gospel. But within that call, as we see, you know, in particular, the call of proclaiming the gospel, there is going to be fruit that's going to be born. Mm -hmm. There are going to be souls that are saved. Mm And I think we do see, if you know if we look at this thing biblically, do numbers matter? If we look at it biblically, you have an entire book of the Bible right. <laughs> called Numbers. We right. have that in our Bibles. Right. It's in the Old Testament, if if you don't know, it's one of the five books of Moses, right? Yeah. And uh so numbers do matter. In Obviously a sense. or
0: God wouldn't have inspired a book of numbers. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Now of course we know the book of numbers is not just about uh, tallying numbers of, of people, a lot of it is. Although a lot <laughs> of it is, yeah. I mean, that's the bulk of it is is lineages and, mm-hmm. and those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But read the passage you've got. Okay. Um, you've got written down here from numbers mm-hmm. that has to do with well,
0: numbers. Well, it was pretty interesting when you contacted me and said, hey, wh- what do you think? Would this be a good topic? Do, do numbers matter to God? Yeah. And that was the day, I think, or the next day, I started in my daily Bible reading just happened to be Just starting the so book. so happened, exactly, air quotes. Started to read in the book of Numbers. And the book of Numbers is honestly my least favorite book. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. it's filled with numbers. It <laughs> and, is. And, and, and you're numbers, not a numbers person. Right? No, I don't either. love numbers. but But God numbered everything. Uh-huh. He numbered the people. He numbered the utensils used in service to him. He gave exact numbers in the building of the temple. I mean, numbers are, and numbers have special meaning. Numbers are often symbolic throughout the Bible. So numbers clearly matter to him. Yeah. So here was, I thought, um, a great verse just to start us off. We're going to go into a lot of verses uh, over the course of of this podcast, but this is Numbers 4. 46 to 49. Okay. All those who were listed of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron and the chiefs of Israel listed by their clans and their father's houses, from 30 years old up to 50 years old, everyone who could come to do the service of ministry and the service of bearing burdens in the tent of meeting, those listed were 8,580. According to the commandments of the Lord through Moses, They were listed, each one with his task of serving or carrying. Thus they were listed by him as the Lord commanded Moses. Yeah. So some really critical concepts. Yeah, absolutely. Moses was commanded by God to list them. Yeah. They were to be listed, all of those that were basically of eligible service age, Mm -hmm. were to be listed not only to number how many of those would be called to serve God, but the task, it also listed that they would be called to do for yeah. God. So um, so that's, a, I think, a great place to, to start, that, yeah, that numbers, absolutely. numbers were, yeah. were important and used.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, the, the context that we're talking about, um, and what brought this to mind for me, was that we've seen 5,000 babies saved as a ministry, and, you know, is it biblical for the us to keep track of those numbers, Mm -hmm. and is it prideful? I mean, Mm -hmm. to me, that would be my main concern. Am I being prideful? Mm -hmm. Because I don't, you know, our goal is not to draw attention to us, it's to draw draw attention to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But when the Lord gives you a platform and He gives you a ministry, you want to make sure you're being fruitful too. So numbers are a way for us to, to, to gauge fruitfulness, and we'll get into a little bit of that here in just a minute. Yeah. But, you know, you do have, also, you know, as we're thinking about ministry and we're thinking about, you know, I mean, we look at numbers of people that are coming to the abortion clinics. Yeah, um, We need to look at those numbers and, and the people that are flooding into that place mm-hmm. and then figure out as a ministry, okay, how many people do we need as volunteers out there on the sidewalk? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something mm-hmm. we're constantly looking at, yep. trying to raise up more numbers <laughs> of people to be out there mm-hmm. um, so that we can be as effective as mm-hmm. possible reaching those people. Because, you know, as well as I do, if you're on the sidewalk there, And it's just you and another person, and you've got a flood of sometimes, you know, like on a Monday or a Friday, which are some of the busiest days. Sometimes even on a Saturday, it's busy. When you've got forty or fifty people coming in, it's just two of you. Right? I mean, numbers do matter for sure. There, yeah. Right? You're you're like overwhelmed. Now, we take confidence in the Lord. It's Mm -hmm. not about the numbers of people. You know, the Lord can save by few and by many. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to. Balance this idea that yeah we need more people out there on the sidewalk with this source of course biblical idea that we've got to trust in the Lord yeah. so we're not yeah. trusting in numbers and and I think that would be the that would be the issue is yeah. if our trust is in mm-hmm. numbers if if our trust is in having a number of people out there on the sidewalk or our trust is in having a number of babies saved and that somehow yeah. makes us better than someone else yeah. or makes us more, more special to God or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you've just listed so far two things that are a trap of numbers and that's pride and trust. Yeah. Our pride can't be in those numbers and our trust can't be in those numbers. Yeah. But numbers do serve a, a, a useful purpose. And God says where two or three are gathered in my name, so we know that numbers matter. That that he does want us yeah. to gather more than just one. And then he sent people out to ministry in twos, yeah. right? In they uh-huh. had to be a minimum of of two. And we do that even just for accountability, safety purposes, um, someone to videotape if if something yeah. terrible happens. So again, those numbers are 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 important. Yeah, absolutely. But um, here's a quote from Eugene Peterson, who a um, uh, uh, Theologian, I think, is or a commentator, Bible commentator, and he writes in the in his introduction to the Book of Numbers, we need organizational help when people live together in community. Jobs have to be assigned, leaders appointed, inventories kept, counting and listing and rosters are as much a part of being a community of God as prayer, and instruction and justice, accurate arithmetic. Is an aspect of becoming a people of God. So I think he lists some of the positive reasons for numbers yeah. in in the book of Numbers itself. So and and the book of Numbers is a, a an accounting of the soldiers for the Lord, the rosters and results of battles. I mean, he does talk about the results of the battles, which in a sense is what we're doing, right? When we're out on the sidewalk and we're recording. The numbers of of babies saved, that's like tabulating, in a sense, the results of of a battle, the spiritual battle that day. Yeah. So, you know, there's some,
1: (laughs) just one scripture that came to mind for me, and I was actually looking for it while you were talking. Mm -hmm. Um, Sort of a funny scripture about numbers to me. I mean, maybe there's some depth to this thing. Uh So, maybe just for for me, for a little bit of comic relief, talking about numbers, because it is interesting a little bit of a rabbit trail, it's, it's interesting how often the Bible mentions obscure numbers and just numbers of things and, mm-hmm. and things that are tabulated, like you, like you mentioned there in the numbers passage, and then there's other places where things are numbered and things are counted and all of this, and I think in one sense it shows us the, the way that God is pretty thorough in his yeah. word and the way yeah. that God's people are pretty thorough and he calls us to be thorough. And also the way that just you know, this is a practical book. The Bible's yeah. a practical book and, and it's historical. And, yeah, it's I historical. mean he actually counted and we've got the it. actual
0: numbers yeah. and you know, that shows I think that gives you a greater um proof that he was accurately recording history.
1: Exactly, yeah. And so this passage uh-huh. this is where something funny is numbered to me. Okay, where is and this? it's a funny number, this is uh John twenty one. Okay. And this is uh the story of So it's after the resurrection of Jesus, the disciples have gone on to go back to fishing. And, you know, maybe there's some messages out there about why they did this and that, whatever. But Jesus is on the shore. He sees them. They don't recognize him. He tells them to cast their nets. They cast their nets. And when they get a miraculous catch of fish, that's when Peter realizes, oh, it's the Lord. And he jumps into the water. Anyway, it says here in uh, uh, John 21 and verse 11, Mm -hmm. is it 11? Yeah, verse 11. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153. So not just a round number of 150. (laughs) Around
0: 150. Yeah, around
1: 150. No, it's 153. 153. So you have to ask yourself, like, okay, why did John record the exact number of fish? Mm -hmm. Why 153? And I'm sure there's theories out there. I'm sure probably. This number does have some kind of biblical significance right. and some kind of underlying meaning. And I don't think we should question at all that there were exactly 153 fish. I mean, there's no reason to believe there wasn't because it's God's word, right? Um, but it's funny to me, 153 fish. Yeah. Why not just around 150? Why right. didn't they just say, you know, they caught 100 or, you know, some measurement of the day or whatever? Why but, did they so, have to
0: count them at all is yeah. something that I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> But, I mean, I think it does speak to this, the nature of God and his word being pretty thorough with keeping track of numbers and keeping track of even catches of fish.
0: And in this passage, I think it relates even very directly to what we're talking about, because, again, it's a result. It's a result of God's command. They were obedient and Presumably Jesus was there as they're counting the fish. If that was like not to be done, yeah. <laughs> if we were just supposed to say, "Well, we were obedient to you, Lord. Who cares how yeah, many cares fish how many there fish? are?" Yeah. But, but he apparently approved of them counting the fish, and they gave an exact count. Yeah. Of, at this point, how this how is this
1: is where he tells them he gives them some specific instructions: cast your net on the right side of the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they did. And uh, and they caught that multitude one hundred and fifty three fish. Anyway, to me, that's that's when I read that passage, I'm like, "Wow, Lord, you're pretty thorough." That's that's a that's a funny number. Um, that's a lot of fish too, by the it's way. It's a lot of it because <laughs>
0: they were probably big fish. Those were yeah. Big well, it fish, says large <laughs> fish. It right. says one hundred fifty three. Right. It was large right. fish, and there were one hundred fifty three right. of them.
1: And they ate right away some of those fish. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. seems, but yeah, uh, yeah. so. I wanted to point that well, out. Well, I don't fun.
0: think that's a rabbit trail at all. Actually, okay. I think Please. that's the most pivotal verse, even of all the ones I gathered of all this, right. <laughs> because it's very clear. God gave a command. The command was obeyed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There were results. And there was a counting yeah. of the results. Yeah. Not for pride. But I think, why? I think that's a great question, why? And I think, I don't know all the answers of why, but one immediate why um, answer that I can think of is it points them back to their obedience to God produced this enormous catch yeah. when they had been been completely unsuccessful. Yeah, prior to that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: yeah, you, well, you know, you can look to, and, and I think we. Need to look at the other side of the coin too. That okay. there were those in God's word who were obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Jeremiah the prophet, for example. Yeah, he was obedient yeah. to the Lord mm-hmm. till the bitter end, mm-hmm. and you know he didn't have very many converts. He didn't, uh,
0: but did God ever say count your converts? No, probably not. probably for good reason. Probably for good reason.
1: You look look at a man like Noah, for example, who um, who we know as a shipbuilder and and as mm-hmm. a guy who obey God and building a boat in the middle of the desert when there had been no rain and no reason for a boat. And there he goes building that thing for some folks say a hundred to 120 years that he built this thing. And he didn't have, you know, he had the whole known world that he was preaching to. And the only converts he got was really his family. And they were pretty reluctant to, to be converts to his cause as well. So we have to weigh out scripturally, Mm -hmm. Obedience does not always translate into, you know, one hundred and fifty three fish. Right. Obedience is where the victory is 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 won. We have to obey God, whether or not we see results. So, you know, keep yeah. that in your mind, guys, as we're going through this. We're not we're in no way invalidating, you know, yeah. other ministries or or yeah. men, women of God in the past or whatever who didn't have certain fruit, yeah. but we do see in the Bible this counting of numbers and yeah. this keeping tracks keeping track of fruit and that sort of thing and we're going to talk you know, right yeah. now about why would you do that? Yeah. What are some of the biblical reasons to do this and what are some of the results of this?
0: Yeah, and I, I don't want to gloss over, though, I think a really important point you just made that I, I want to repeat because I, th- I think it is important. Numbers can be damaging to a ministry if they discourage you. Yeah. If you're being faithful, and this does happen in many ministries, in all areas, not just pro-life, where you are being faithful and people still die, yeah. and people still don't turn to the Lord, or whatever your focus of your ministry is not apparently ever obtained. Yeah. So in that case, to look at numbers um, can harm the ministry yeah so it, it is a danger i think there is an honest danger yeah there is with with numbers yeah
1: and, and ultimately like the point i made is it boils down to obedience to god like, right you, you don't need to see numbers if you have yeah. a direct command from the lord like for example giving a voice to the unborn
0: yeah
1: if we never saw and i would hope by god's grace <laughs> that i would still be faithful to the lord's call out there on that sidewalk yeah. i believe that i would yeah um, even if we never saw a baby saved. And yeah. we've had days we where there's have. not been baby saved. And when there's you no see doubt it, it's harder. Yeah. It yeah. is harder. It, it is harder. Yeah. Um, but yet, still, we are going to be obedient to yeah. the Lord. And we're still called to be obedient, whether we see the results or not. Yeah. However, I would say, and this is not meant to discourage anyone mm-hmm. at all, but just as a practical and I think even biblical mm-hmm. call. You know, the Bible commands us continually to examine ourselves. Yeah. And if we're involved in a ministry and we're never seeing positive fruit from that ministry, it does not invalidate that ministry, but it should cause us to make an assessment. Mm -hmm. And it should cause us, you know, if we're involved, if you're involved on the sidewalks at an abortion clinic and you're seeing massive amounts of people going into that abortion clinic and you're never seeing any result, you're never seeing anyone tell you that they chose life or come out and talk with you and have a conversation... Then I think you do need to validate or not validate, but at least uh, examine, um, examine mm-hmm. what you're doing is what I'm doing. Biblical right. is what I'm doing is the are the things that I'm saying biblical
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, maybe evaluate that with some other brothers and sisters and you go to your pastor and say, Hey, here, I want you to come out with me one day mm-hmm. and just see if what I'm doing, if if it's honoring the Lord, mm-hmm. if I'm ineffective in some, for some reason, mm-hmm. um, now, I would say this from my experience that, that people, you know, i you know, got people on social media that I'm connected with that do ministry all over the country. And, you know, maybe there are some more effective than, uh, than others. I don't know. I'm not writing numbers down engaging all of that. Yeah. But for the most part, what I'm seeing is people are seeing babies saved. They're right. out there right. and God is honoring what they're doing with babies mm-hmm. being saved. And they're kind of, you know, people might look here in Charlotte and say, oh, you guys, you know, you're seeing babies saved every day. And we are mm-hmm. mostly yeah, seeing usually babies we saved are. every day. Yeah, we are. And and we praise God for that. Again, mm-hmm. we know it's it's God's doing. We give, we him give him the glory. glory to Him exactly. for doing that work. Yeah. But also, you know, there like the Hebron Abortion Clinic that's that's you know, twenty minutes down the street from where we're at. Yeah, there's not a lot of interactions and stuff that takes place there. Mm-hmm. There's some difficulties, there's some hurdles that are there that are hard mm-hmm. to navigate through, not a lot of people come over and talk. We do see babies saved there yeah. uh, from time to time. But you know, there's a sort of a ratio thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, here on La Trobe Drive, they're doing, you know, 30 abortions every day on average. I at think, least, you know, yeah. And there are some yeah. days where they do 50. Right. You know, at the Hebron Abortion Clinic, their numbers might be 10 at the most. Right. right. So that's that's a difference too. And that's, yeah. that's sort of a practical thing I, I did mm-hmm. want to mention. Mm-hmm. But also, in, again, the practical uh, point of, you know, examining things. Because there are ways that I've seen people do ministry in front of an abortion clinic that they, they might be... I guess obedient to God, they're going out there saying abortion is murder, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. You mm-hmm. should say abortion is murder. I get mm-hmm. it, but there are those who are going out there with just I don't know, maybe, and maybe I'm I'm just viewing it from the outside looking in with an angry spirit, yeah. and angry at abortion, and we mm-hmm. should be. It's terrible, mm-hmm. but when you come across and you're on the sidewalk with an angry spirit, don't be surprised if people don't come over and talk to you.
0: Exactly. And I guarantee yeah. you
1: this though, even you know if you're if you're proclaiming the truth of God's word. There are probably babies that are being saved, right. and they're just not stopping and telling you. You, you may, may never may, know. About yeah, you may it. never know. Yeah. And maybe you're content with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Right. Whatever. I, yeah. All I'm doing is just throwing some practical things out there. And I think by the end of this podcast, hopefully, you guys who are doing ministry. And you know, on the sidewalks to do a ministry in a pregnancy center. If you're not keeping track of numbers, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll see a good reason to do that, right? Yeah, and uh, and you'll begin to do that and give glory to God for those numbers.
0: Yeah. So as I was going through, as I w- I've been reading through the book of Numbers, which is um, divine uh, appointment, I think, because yeah. it it's right during the discussion of this topic. But I was thinking there were four purposes that I thought became apparent to me. For why numbers do matter, both to God and to us, and so I'm I'm going to tell you those four purposes that I came up. You, okay. you may have others. Yeah, um, I'll refute
1: all of those. Points. Probably, no, probably,
0: <laughs> and uh, and then I'll give scripture to support it because oh. you may be able to refute me, but scripture. I can't refute. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So the purpose number one, and I think we would all agree with this one, honestly. Even okay. you, yeah. numbers encourage God's people. Yeah. If they're big, mm-hmm. if they're small, maybe not so maybe much. Maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but that five thousandth number of babies saved, that was an enormous encouragement to yeah. me. I got the text the day that the five thousandth baby was saved. And it's, you know, it, it every baby matters. Yeah, every absolutely. single life is precious beyond belief. But the sheer number that five thousand babies are saved in a place where most people think no decisions for life are ever going to be made. Yeah. That's an amazing encouragement yeah. to those of us who labor in the pro life area. Yeah. So here's um here's a verse that I think supports that that numbers can encourage God's people. Okay. It's first 1 Kings 1918 is one of my favorite books in the Bible and one of my favorite chapters, by okay. the way. I love this chapter. Um, so this verse is, yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Yeah. So do you want to give the background of that? Do you know that? that was Well, this where- is
1: the passage with Elijah. Right. And, and the false idol of uh, yeah, Baal. And, and the worshipers of Baal and, mm-hmm. and Elijah has what some folks call the Elijah mentality uh-huh. <laughs> based on this passage uh-huh. that I'm the only one. Right. Like God, where's the, where's all your people? Everyone mm-hmm. has departed from from you, and I'm the only person mm-hmm. that's righteous. Yeah, and you know I've I've seen that <laughs> is, from people on social media, on Facebook, who are doing ministry at abortion clinics. Right. And and right. There's where's everyone? Says, where's the church at? And I get <laughs> it. You know, for yes. for years, you know, I was out in front of uh, La Trobe here and others, but just a handful of people. And there's like 1,300 churches in the greater Charlotte area, and right. we're wondering. Where's all these churches? There are millions of Christians around in this area, hundreds of thousands of Christians. I don't know about millions, but like, where are they at? And it can be discouraging. And I get that. And we can have the Elijah mentality. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm the only one. I'm the only Mm -hmm. person in the you know Charlotte area that cares about the unborn. Mm -hmm. And you know, God, (laughs) this is sort of a rebuke, actually, Mm -hmm. to Elijah. This is Mm -hmm. not just an encouragement. Mm -hmm. This is a rebuke. Now, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, and I think in one sense, Elijah did take this as an encouragement. Yeah. Um, but And so hopefully it was an encouragement to him. But again, it was also a rebuke. There, you know, You're know, you not the only person that's standing for righteousness. You're not the only person that's doing what is right in the sight of God. He has other people right. that has that have dedicated themselves to him and not bowed their knee to to the idols. That's
0: right. And he named it. He named the number, and it was a and large gave number. And he gave him a number. He 7, said, I have 7,000 right and so i think elisha was encouraged he he knew he was he was not alone um and and those 7000 i think of those um also as uh the fruit of of ministry because those 7000 probably had parents other people telling them about the one true god and they obviously are following the one true God, or God yeah, wouldn't have mentioned absolutely. them. So they are both an encouragement as fellow warriors, but I think we could also look to them as an encouragement of the fruit yeah. of, of, of other faithful yeah, people and, of and God. And some of
1: those you know, could be fruit of Elijah's ministry as the prophet of Israel, too. Very much you know, like They had heard yeah. Elijah preach, maybe. Yeah. They'd have heard, heard of some of Elijah's prophecies yeah. and whatnot, yeah. and they were f- the fruit of his ministry quite possibly.
0: Right. One of the reasons I love this passage so much and that chapter so much is Elisha had just had this enormous victory when he says this. Yeah. He had had a huge victory over the prophets of Baal. And and the immediate response to that huge victory was discouragement. Yeah. And I th- and 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 that discouragement I believe comes from Satan to to discourage him and all of us in ministry yeah. to no longer continue in ministry. So by God naming this large number, it it reminded him that that be encouraged. Yeah, be, absolutely. You know, there there are others and there is fruit yeah, of, yeah. of your ministry. Yeah, I know
1: locally one of the encouragements for us, um Months, months ago, when we first started this podcast, I did an interview with Justin Reeder who started Love Life, right. and we've talked about them oftentimes on the podcast. Yeah. And those guys, you know, their first year in doing the prayer walks in front of the abortion clinic, when yeah. they did their final prayer walk of the year, I think it was two, it was 2016. I remember coming up on that stage mm-hmm. and looking across that crowd of mm-hmm. four thousand people yeah. and just being overwhelmed. You know, right. haven't been out there in front of the of Latrobe for for so long and wondering where is the church, it was like, that was God's answer. Here they are. We have thousands of people. And could there be more? Sure. You know, there could be more. Mm -hmm. But I could be encouraged by that number. Mm -hmm. I could be discouraged. I could, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like like the Christian, the grave is never satisfied. You know, like some Christians just will never be satisfied with, you know, with what God's doing, and I, you know, I'm I'm just thankful that God's doing that. So, yeah. and that was a great encouragement to me. It was a great encouragement to you. Oh I yeah, know. yeah. And uh, and so. You, numbers can be a, a great encouragement right. to us and I yeah. think God designs it that way.
0: Yeah, I, there have been many, many days this happened just, uh, it actually happened today where we knew that there had been babies saved but they were not confirmed. We knew from other clues. Yeah. But then right as we're getting ready to leave so I'd been out there over four hours it was cold. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a bitter cold day. cold day. I know. And, um,
1: Considering like the weather was not, <laughs> was not calling for it to be that cold. No,
0: it yeah. wasn't but I I was shivering, all of us were, and at, at like 1 o'clock, a, a mom pulled out of the um, the driveway, and the abortionist had already arrived, and she told us she chose life, mm-hmm. and that, that's, that was one verified baby that was saved, and, and we all just— Started dancing and yeah. leaping for joy, and the cold didn't matter. So, you know, just, just being able to count one that we knew for certain was was an encouragement. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, purpose number two. Purpose number two. All this right. is the one you'll probably have the greatest um, argument about. Okay,
1: I'll have a problem with this one. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, probably for my wording, but I, it was the best I could do. Okay. Okay, numbers validate ministry— for raising support. Okay. Okay? And here's here's the verse that I, I threw in with that. It's from, well, some verses. Acts 2, verses 41 to 47. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, Those who were being saved. So, this is God, they counted the number of, yeah. of souls saved they mm-hmm. must have because they knew there were about three thousand. yeah the lord added to their number he was clearly pleased by that but it spurred them on all of these people being um saved i think we could make the argument that they were selling their possessions and distributing the proceeds to all to everyone who had need they're coming together and eating together and breaking bread together um a- as part of well there there's all these people that have that um, are the fruit of our work, and now we need to minister to them. So it helps yeah. to spur more efforts at ministry, okay. seeing all this fruit. That's my take on it. Yeah. Well,
1: it's, it's not a bad take. <laughs> I, you know, I would have a problem with the idea of numbers validating ministry right. for the same reason I mentioned earlier. You know, yep. it's it's God that validates ministry, and how does God validate ministry? Well, ministry needs to be based on His Word. That's right. And mm-hmm. so if ministry, if, if a ministry is not based on His Word, that ministry is invalidated immediately, mm-hmm. right? So if there's a ministry, pro-life or whatever ministry, missionary ministry, whatever, mm-hmm. that's not validated by God's Word, like they're doing things that are completely unbiblical in yeah. a framework that's completely unbiblical, then they've invalidated themselves. Right. I don't care what their fruit is. That's you right. Know? <laughs> yeah. I want to know is what you're doing in line with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Can you show me Scripture that backs up what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing? If you can't, then, in my mind, you've invalidated yourself.
0: Right. <laughs> and God's yeah. not validated you. Yeah.
1: Um, so in that sense, I'll say it's not the numbers that validate. Mm-hmm. It's God that validates. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I will say, because, you know, you put in there and raising support, and you're not yeah. just talking about financial support. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about people actually, you know, talking about the ministry verbally, that's support, Mm -hmm. that's encouraging other people to be involved and that sort of thing. Um, You know, maybe particularly about financial support. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm looking, this is something I mentioned before we even started the podcast here, is that, um, you know, if I'm looking at, let's say, two missionary groups. Let's say there are missionary organizations, and there's two of them, and they're both missionary organizations in India. Mm -hmm. And both of those missionary organizations, I look at their statement of faith, I look at their framework of ministry, and it looks thoroughly biblical on both ends, right? right. But one's more effective in establishing churches and and seeing people converted and seeing people discipled. Yeah. And I've got money and I've got a burden for India. Yeah. I'm going to... Probably give money to the to the one that's more effective, right? right? right. There's, there's, both are doing biblical work, mm-hmm. both are validated biblically, mm-hmm. but one's more effective. One's, mm-hmm. you know, producing, you know, and I can verify those numbers are true or whatever. Yeah. Then I'm gonna give money to the more effective group. It, yeah. It would almost be unwise to, unless you know, explicitly the Holy Spirit put it in my heart to give to the other right. the other ministry. Right. I'm going to give to the more effective ministry.
0: Yeah, well, something even in terms of giving to ministries where numbers can help is I will look through, well, does this ministry, what percentage of... This ministry goes to the actual whatever the ministry is, yeah. what goes to administration, what goes to supplies, what goes to lavish vacations for your yeah, exactly. <laughs> for your CEO, you know, and those numbers help you to make wise decisions on what is the best use of limited resources. And I think that's true of our volunteers or any any person thinking who am i gonna volunteer with yeah i think sometimes knowing the the effectiveness helps people to determine i will go and volunteer with them i know that was what happened with me mm-hmm. i i and i know i've said this before on the podcast i didn't know that that, that a single person ever came to an abortion center undecided, right, and actually yeah. chose life. I, and so I was shocked when I started reading the numbers, and it was the numbers of the babies saved every day that was being reported on Facebook by Lisa Metzger. Mm-hmm. And um, and that, to me, may, I became very interested because it it was clearly a ministry that was producing fruit in the only way I knew how to Count the fruit of a pro-life ministry were babies being saved. Yeah, yeah. So, um... So that's that's what we mean, or what I meant saying numbers validate ministry for raising support. I think it it helps us to. It's not the only validation. Yeah. It's not even really a validation. It's not the primary validation right, for sure. Right. But I think in one sense, yeah, you could say it is.
1: It is a validation. Yeah, for sure.
0: But it helps give wisdom yeah. to those who are seeking what what ministry to support financially or with their time and, yeah. and volunteer. And you know,
1: of course, this is Acts chapter two. This is right after Peter. You know, the Holy Spirit. Fell the day of Pentecost, and yeah. Peter gets up and preaches one of the most powerful sermons ever preached. And right. it wasn't a seeker friendly service. No, it wasn't. He wasn't tickling the people's ears. He yeah. basically laid the crucifixion of Jesus Christ on yeah. the people and said, "This Christ whom you crucified, God right. has made both Lord and Christ." Yeah, and so, and it says they were cut to the heart. Yeah, and they were convicted of their sin. They, what yeah. must we do to be saved? He he, he doesn't you know didn't say, "Well, just repeat after me." And, you know, he he really gets down to it. Be baptized. This Jesus that you guys crucified, you need to be baptized in His name right now.
0: Yeah, and look at how many <laughs> yeah. were it's, saved. Yes, yeah, three thousand. Three thousand. Uh, so so. It's in... like
1: Brother Peter, you had a mega church at that time. And then <laughs> you the got to look at
0: Peter. If, if at least me, uh-huh. I I then look at that and I look at Peter and I look at what did he do or what did he have? What did the Holy Spirit encourage out of him? Mm-hmm. Because I want that. I'm yeah. going to, if if my desire is to bring people to the Lord, I'm going to look at the person that brings a lot of people yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. That may or may not be necessarily always true. There may be like Jeremiah, the prophet yeah. Jeremiah, yeah. who, but he was called the weeping prophet. He did not have a happy life he yeah, was sad he, yeah it was he was, was, sad, he was yeah. very discouraged but he was he was but he happy was in the lord and yeah, faithful in yeah, the lord he was faithful
1: you know i'd say you know if you look at the population of jerusalem at this time and me talk yeah. about, you talk about I said earlier you know peter had a mega church you know? yeah <laughs> i've heard people disparage mega churches and i understand there, there's a lot of goofiness and, mm-hmm. and mega churches may not mm-hmm. be the most biblical model but i've i've sort of I guess tongue-in-cheek mentioned, you know, in book of Acts chapter 2 there was a mega church because if you look at the population yeah. of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. you know, it couldn't have been more. I read some estimates that were, you know, there were 20,000 people. I think that's way low. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. And some folks say there were up to, you know, 200,000 people in Jerusalem mm-hmm. around that time, around mm-hmm. the time of the apostles or whatever. Yeah. Either way, with a 200,000 or, you know, if it's 20,000 people, he had more than 10% of the population <laughs> turning right. to the Lord, Yeah, you know. Um, I would say the more accurate numbers, probably around, I don't know, a hundred thousand or so people lived in Jerusalem. Of course there were others who visited Jerusalem, whatever. Yeah. Either way in comparison. Yeah. I mean, he probably that, you know, the comparison maybe in ratio today, 3000 people in that day it would be more like 20,000 today right. as far as yeah. having people together worshiping the Lord. Yeah. Either way, massive fruit was born from this uh, message that Peter preached. And of course, it was because he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. if you want anything, yeah. so you 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 want to know anything? Well, what did Peter do? Yeah. You know, how did he do this? Yeah. It wasn't him. Right. <laughs> it's like what we said in the beginning. Yeah. It was the Holy Spirit in him, right. the Spirit of God. So, you want to know how to be effective like Peter? Yeah. Surrender yourself to the Holy Spirit. That's right. Get to know God more through His Word and yeah. find out what He what He requires of you, and just. Yeah. Bow your heart to him. Lord, make me like Jesus. That's right. what Peter, that's right. the mentality he, right. he Make me like Jesus, not e- like Peter. <laughs>
0: and the evidence of that in this case clearly was there was yeah. enormous fruit. Absolutely. And it was counted. Yeah, so <laughs> it was. Numbers
1: right. did matter in that case. They, they yeah. did.
0: Okay, purpose number three. I think this is very true and very important. Numbers shock us out of complacency. Yeah. And here I'm specifically talking about the number of... Abortions. Yeah. So, and this
1: is sort of maybe, in one sense, we've talked about the positive side, mm-hmm. the numbers that were saved, and those mm-hmm. numbers can encourage people and all that. But then again, the number that you mentioned here, the number of lives that were lost.
0: Yeah. What is it? 65 million? Yes, is at what this they point, estimate? That, that's now. the estimate. Yeah.
1: 65 million. And that's just numbers that we've been able to track. I mean, and a lot we, of states
0: don't report. Some so states it, don't report. It's probably some much Some states, higher. I'm sure, underreport.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, and of course you got to look at the potential of abortions that have happened with, you know, maybe this is a subject, definitely a subject for another time, but birth control and the morning after pill and all of that. Yeah. It's probably much higher than that. Probably. But the number that we have, 65 million plus, should be a number that that shakes us out of our complacency. It should. Yeah. And
0: I've got, um, again, another one of my favorite uh, passages in Scripture as, as support for this. This okay. is from the book of Jonah, Jonah 4, 9 to 11. But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow? which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle.
1: Yeah, so the Lord is laying a number on Jonah here and saying this number, I mean, I'm grieved, you're grieved over this plant. I'm grieved over these lost people who don't know their right hand from their left hand, right. who don't know up from down.
0: Who God and... had sent Jonah yeah, to absolutely. to share the truth of of the one true God with and and initially he refused. Yeah. And now he's complaining about this one plant that was had grown up as shade and God yeah. God took that away to make a very significant point about there's a lot of people yeah. that need that need me, yeah, and and your concern is over your shade, yeah, instead of those hundred twenty thousand people yeah. that will perish forever for all. Yeah, eternity. and he gives you know
1: he gives a number, a large mm-hmm. number, of course, mm-hmm. and, that, and that day you know hundred and twenty thousand people in mm-hmm. one city,
0: yeah, and yeah.
1: God's grieved over that, and yeah. numbers matter to Him yeah. in this sense,
0: yeah, and and Jonah presumably had become complacent. To the yeah, fate of, absolutely. well, we know he did. He, mm-hmm. he refused at first to to share the truth of God with those people as he, he'd been commanded. So God kind of shocks Jonah out of his self-pity and complacency. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that in history that we use, and you know, we're talking about something like the Holocaust. Right. The sheer yeah. numbers of people. Yeah. It's not that every life, every individual life— Doesn't matter. They do. Every life does matter. But when you talk about the sheer numbers of people that were killed in the Holocaust or, you know, you look at at communism, how many people in the 20th century have been killed under, it's like 100 million people have been murdered under communism in just recent history. Yeah. Those numbers are are staggering and should be staggering. And they should shake us out of any kind of complacency Mm -hmm. as it pertains to what we're trying to allow in this country. Yeah. uh, With socialism which is just a gateway to communism mm-hmm. um this is not a political podcast but i just had <laughs> but to mention guess that. where you stand <laughs> yeah guess where i stand on this <laughs> i stand on communism's bad because it's killed 120 million people and we right. don't want to touch that thing we don't right. want to be anywhere near <laughs> yeah. what communism is yeah um, yeah but numbers shock us they and they do. should shock
0: those us. large numbers um here's purpose number four okay um Numbers mobilize warriors for the battle. Okay. So Second Chronicles thirty two seven eight is the scripture that I, I pulled out for that one. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him. In other words, a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> for there are more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles, and the people took confidence from the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Yeah. So the culture of death, to us, seems to have hordes of supporters. Yeah.
1: Right. right. I mean, we, if you look at, you know, media, it seems the media support, for the large part, is pro-abortion. It every, seems single,
0: every single, every single contender for the presidency on the democratic side is is um you know for abortion. Yeah.
1: And then it seems, you know, just looking out across the landscape of of our country, mm-hmm. um if you really get down to the nitty-gritty of it and ask people about abortion, yeah. you you're, you're going to get for the majority of people at least some acceptance yeah. of the idea that it's okay to murder children right. inside the womb. Right. And that can be that can be discouraging. Right. Um, On the flip side, though, Mm -hmm. when you start to see, and like I mentioned earlier, when you start to see thousands of Christians coming out and praying, when you start to see, you know, the sidewalks and more and more people getting a a burden to come out on the sidewalk and be involved in ministry in that context, especially considering American Christianity and how we've been taught that, you know, it's all about our comfort and all about the way that we feel, to see people stirred up in such a way and, and get out of, you know, back to point number three, get out of their complacency. Yeah is is encouraging to me, and it's encouraging for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, one of the means that we get, I'd say a good portion of our new volunteers, has been because they've seen something on Facebook that somebody else has shared, or they have a friend that's come out, or somebody mm-hmm. came to the prayer walk, or they mm-hmm. themselves came to the prayer walk, where there were, you know, a good number of people, mm-hmm. and they were encouraged, okay, other people doing this, I can do this. Right. You know, because the Lord um, encourages us with other people, you know, right so-and-so is doing a, you know, if you think about it, missionary work. How do most people get encouraged to do missionary work? It's not that, you know, Jesus comes to them in a dream and calls them to do missionary work. No, it's that they know somebody, they read about somebody mm-hmm. that's out on the mission field, mm-hmm. and that person is doing the work of the ministry, and they're seeing fruit, and they're mm-hmm. encouraged by that. And so they go on the mission field temporarily, and then they feel called permanently right. in the mission field. Yeah, it works yeah. like that on the sidewalk as well.
0: Yeah, and there's, um, I can't remember if it was Elijah or Elisha. I always get that mixed up, but where he's standing um. Uh, discouraged. And, um, and the Lord, uh, whoever he's with, maybe he's standing with a, I can't remember, but I'm sure you will remember this. And the Lord reveals on the horizon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was Elisha. That was
0: Elisha. So obviously I'm messing up the story. Just briefly talk about that. Yeah. So,
1: so basically the armies and I forget the King's name, sorry. Uh, the armies of King something. Whoever. Yeah, okay. Came and surrounded the city where Elijah or Elisha, sorry, and his servant were staying. Right. And Gehazi
0: was the servant, I yeah, think, it of that one. With right. A G. Right. You're okay. right about that. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, so they look and they see this army, or at least the, the servant looks and sees this army and he's overwhelmed. Oh, right. Gonna, Terrified. We're, we're going to get we demolished. Can, there's no
0: way we can yeah. beat them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get demolished. <laughs> then Elisha prays and says, Lord, open his eyes. And then the Lord opens his eyes and he sees, Oh, there's this heavenly host, this angel army that surrounds, yeah. and uh, of course they're encouraged. And, right, and, <laughs> right. By the numbers, by victory. the
0: sheer numbers of this heavenly host that God has sent yeah. a heavenly army to, to help us. Yeah. And I don't know that I've ever seen that. I, no. he's never rolled back the clouds for me to see, but I know it's true. Yeah. I know they're there and sometimes I'll visualize that as I'm standing in front of the abortion center and feeling discouraged. I'll remember there is the heavenly host is, is all there. Yeah. And and they are fighting for us. Yeah. For God. God's glory and for His purpose, and His purpose is clearly to to save the innocent. Yeah, and, absolutely. And to protect those those babies. Yeah. So, um, but but I thought that this verse also pointed out, um, really a very important truth. Okay. That there's really only one number that matters. Yeah. And that number is truly just one. Yeah. The one who stands with us is god yeah absolutely and if he is with us that truly is all we need yeah but that's, absolutely. Not, that's yeah, what as, we need as, to keep as, in mind
1: one saturday morning a couple of weeks ago we were on the sidewalk me and francine were there mm-hmm. i believe it was me and francine mm-hmm. and maybe one other guy maybe kevin was there okay. or these are volunteers mm-hmm. for those who are listening mm-hmm. and uh there were a lot of the pro-abortion people were there already yeah and there were Quite a few patients in the parking lot. and There are only three of us, and it can get overwhelming right. sometimes yeah. when it's yeah. only a few of us. And, and then we've <laughs> the police are there, and they're I, they're being a hindrance to what we're doing. It's just yeah. it's just madness out there sometimes. And Francine said something like, "You know, there's there's a, there's more of them than there are of us." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh yeah, it looks like we got them surrounded." <laughs> 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 there's more of them. There are more of them numerically, but hey, yeah. we've got the Lord on our side. We've yeah. got the heavenly hosts. We've got the angel armies, yeah. and we really got them surrounded. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. we have the power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead living in us. Right. And, you know, Romans 8, 31. If mm-hmm. God is for us, who can who be can against, be against us? If the yeah. God who made the heavens and the earth is on our side, right. the whole world can be against us. We're still going to have victory. Yeah. And and so, you know, I want to encourage you guys, you guys who maybe are Maybe just getting involved, being on the sidewalk at an abortion clinic. Maybe just getting involved in some kind of pro life ministry. Maybe not yet involved, but want to be involved. You know, we're called to obey God. Mm-hmm. And out of obedience to God, there's going to be fruit that's going to be born. And I want you guys to be encouraged. You know, if you have looked at Cities for Life, you looked at our numbers, and, you know, sometimes things that God intends to be an encouragement can be a discouragement. And you can think, well, I'm not, I'm not bearing that kind of fruit. I'm not seeing babies saved on a regular basis or whatever. You know what? It's not, again, it's not about that. Numbers encourage us, praise God, take, take, keep track of numbers. That's, that's one of the reasons original, originally that the folks started keeping track of numbers just to to be encouraged, to see what God is doing. Maybe you're not seeing those numbers right now. Again, like I mentioned, you know, Maybe seek some counsel from some other folks. Reach out to us. You can reach out to me, d.parks at citiesforlife. dot com. I'm not going to claim to to know all the answers for you and, and correct everything that you're doing wrong. I'll give you some suggestions of some of the things that we've seen that are effective on the sidewalk. Some mm-hmm. of the things that are not effective, mm-hmm. of course, in a biblical framework. Not in right. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not in some you know boardroom as people sit down and etched out a scheme. No, it's not like that. We want to do things biblically, and we do, mm-hmm. but biblically within a biblical framework. What are some of the things that we've seen to be effective? And I'd love to share some of that stuff with you. You can go on our Sidewalks for Life. That's why we established that website, www.sidewalks, the number four, life.com. Vicki's writing articles. I've written a few articles. And those are there to help you be effective within a biblical framework, to help you bear fruit. We want to bear fruit for God. It's ultimately not about our glory, it's not about the glory of cities for it's about God being glorified. He's right. the he's the Lord of this ministry. He's if you're a Christian, he's the Lord of your life and all the fruit that's born, just give glory to God for it. Yeah. Celebrate the numbers like they did in the book of Acts, the yeah. numbers of babies that were saved or the yeah. people and that number were saved. saved right? And as we celebrate the numbers of babies that are saved, mm-hmm. and then give glory to God. It's yeah. all God's doing. What were added to them, all of those who are being saved. Right. By yeah. whom? Yeah. Not by Peter. Right. by God. Right. So yeah. as we see baby saved, we're giving glory to the Lord. It's mm-hmm. God that did it. We're, I'm not stupid enough to believe that I'm so wise and so good that I can figure out how to change a person's heart. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. You can't do it, but mm-hmm. God can do it. Surrender to him and watch him be glorified through your life. So we hope yeah. we were in we were encouragement to you guys. Hope you guys will continue to listen, share this podcast. Um, you know, tell friends to listen. I think it will be an encouragement to them. But until next time, God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. Nothing's too precious since I met you.